0: Welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This is episode number 26 and I'm your host, Andrew Kopian. Well today uh, we've got a new guest on the show and uh, his name is Kevin Shopland and he's a certified orthotist and he works at uh, Carl Hager in Edmonton, Alberta. And I met uh, Kevin a few years ago and I um, always wanted to bring him on the show because I thought it would be great to uh, chat a little bit about orthotics and you know some of the advancements and things that are going on in that world. and. Um, And, uh, yeah, I just want to welcome uh, you, Kevin, to the show.
1: Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So, Kevin, uh, maybe if you want to just uh, fill in uh, listeners a little bit about uh, who you are, uh, you know, what your practice consists of, and uh, we can go from there.
1: Sure. Yeah. um, I've been practicing for about six or seven years now uh, out of the same, same clinic in Edmonton. Um, most of what I do involves more lower extremity. So I do a lot of, uh, KFO or full leg bracing, um, lots of knee bracing and, uh, and lots of things like ankle foot orthosis and foot orthotics as well. Um, do do things to the whole body, but for the most part, I do focus more lower extremity and mainly adult population as well.
0: And, um, you know, how many uh, patients do you typically see a day when you're, when you're at, uh, at Carl Hager?
1: It um, can really depend. Uh, you know, anywhere from probably 10 to 15. Um, really depends on what we're, we're seeing patients for and what type of brace they are doing that day.
0: Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, sort of where things are at right now in terms of the orthotics and bracing world. You know, um, are there any advancements that you're seeing uh, from your end of things?
1: Uh, yeah, I think right now a lot of it's just uh, changes in materials. Um, so we're using a, a lot of different materials than we did in the past. Um, one of the biggest things probably, too, is just how we're we're now capturing shapes. Uh, we used to have to do a lot by a, a hand cast. Um, there's more and more now we're doing digital um, uh, shape capture. Uh, everything from, you know, foot orthotics up to our full leg bracing, we can do that for now. So a much quicker process, much less messy, uh, a lot more repeatable as well. Um, so that's, that's probably one of the biggest things. And, it, you know, it's really made things a lot faster for us and more accurate as well. And, you know, that'll start leading more into uh, more 3D printing, I think, as well, because we can use those digital images to, to start creating the, uh, the 3D printing process.
0: Yeah, because I know like that's one of the biggest complaints I've heard from patients is, ah, uh, oh, this, you know, this knee brace doesn't fit very well or, you know, it sort of slides around and that type of thing. So do you feel like that uh, type of digital measurements is going to help with that?
1: Yeah, I think for the overall fit, it can. Uh, I think we can now capture, you know, uh, we can do a scan in a standing position. We can do more correction with the patient while they're standing. Um, we can do a lot of adjustment, to it, especially for the, uh, the unloader style braces. We can pick a certain number of degrees to apply correction and actually build that into the, the shape initially.
0: Huh. Okay, cool. And uh, so are you currently doing any 3D printing then with the braces or is that still? A um, of... Yeah, not Yeah.
1: Not doing any 3D printing yet. Um, I know there's definitely some clinics that are working on things like that. A uh, little bit more in prosthetics. They're using it to, to do some, some sockets now as well. Um, there's a little bit of foot orthotics there too, but uh, a lot of it I think is that the um, materials get better for 3D printing over time. We should start seeing more of that being used
0: well, I'm sure just even the cost of those uh, machines, you know, as I'm, I'm sure it's just like TVs, right? <laughs> they, they come down. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. There's a bit of a to <laughs> entry there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's great. Um, and so, you know, I, there's a few things I wanted to chat about today, uh, you know, just from what I've sort of seen in practice and, um, you know, I, and I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about, um, you know, w- with the NeoA, I mean, I think obviously we're seeing that you know, f- you know, come up more now as sort of the aging baby boomer population and, um, you know, around the offloading braces. And I was just wondering if you can share a little bit more about, um, you know, what you guys are doing around that and how well do you feel like those actually work for patients?
1: Yeah, and that's something we are definitely seeing more of now than we used to. Um, you know, part of it maybe is people are being more active or they're looking at other options uh, before surgery just to get them by until that point as well. Um, and I think with any knee brace, the biggest thing always comes down to the fit. Uh, everybody's seeing issues with knee braces sliding down. That's always our biggest challenge. Um, a lot of that comes down to shape of the leg, um, and how much that leg is, uh, is changing shape as a person is walking as well. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the braces, the biomechanics are all the same. We're all trying to provide that offloading force. And so it, it comes down to how stiff the brace is and how much it can apply that force. And then can we get it to stay in place? You know, pretty quickly, these braces end up becoming an ankle brace when it's not, uh, <laughs> yeah. not staying up. So that's for sure our biggest challenge.
0: Or, or a furniture fixture. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so um, what would you say like, is a good like Who's a good candidate for that type of brace then?
1: Uh, I think probably the people that are falling into that uh, the moderate um, arthritis now. And we're usually seeing uh, medial compartment is probably what I see most common. Um, you know, in the mild cases, there's some bracing can be effective, but usually things like physio or other treatments can definitely be an option as well. Uh, but we're really starting to see a, a varus movement to the knee as the person is walking. Um, and we can really manipulate and get them back to a straighter position. Um, they should do pretty well with it. Um, And the big thing, too, is leg shape. You know, if somebody has a stronger leg or a thinner leg, we're getting closer into the bone to actually hold on, and so we can definitely provide more correction. You know, as soon as the leg gets bigger and and wider, then it's more tissue to push through, or if that angulation gets really severe, um, you know, we're really chasing that, trying to push. and we can only push so hard, and then the skin can't tolerate it as well.
0: Well, exactly, and then you're dealing with other issues (laughs) outside of just knee pain. (laughs) So what, uh, you know, what would you say... um, you know for that patient that maybe you know doesn't fit uh, like like maybe there is a fit issue around you know the knee brace um like are, are there different materials that you can use to help with that or is it is it there's just going to be some patients that just don't uh, they just don't work for yeah it? There,
1: there's some patients where it can be really difficult to get it to work um, but there's others that yeah you know maybe there are some different alternatives um different types of unloading braces or materials um you know we do want to have the stiffness there to then create that force But a lot of times the stiffer braces can be harder to hold up because they don't wrap around the leg quite as much when you tighten it. Um, So, you know, with changing shapes and putting pressure in different areas, uh, that can help a little bit. Um, But sometimes, too, we start looking at things, you know, what can we do with the foot to help realign the ground reaction force to maybe change knee pain? Um, Or, you know, maybe create a plan where, you know, they're doing physio and their weight is changing or things like that. Then we might be able to get them into an unlitting brace later on.
0: So you do. You said you do a lot of like you know foot orthotics and that um, sort of like lower extremity work. Um, what what type of approach do you use for doing foot orthotics?
1: Uh, a lot of it comes down to you know what we're trying to achieve with the foot orthotics. We get lots of people trying off-the-shelf foot orthotics, or they've had foot orthotics from other other places in the past. Um, so really, trying to make sure what we're going to do is provide a benefit for them. Um, there's lots of foot orthotics that are there more just for you know kind of comfort type things. Um, but really, we need to go to the custom route, when we start getting to you know more severe cases um, in terms of how much motion there is in the foot that we're we're trying to correct for and account for. Um, and the biggest thing that it comes down to in the end too, is we need to have really good footwear. And that's probably the biggest problem I see is, you know, it doesn't matter how good that foot orthotic is and what we've done with it. If we're putting it in footwear that's not appropriate, the foot orthotic just can't do its job. Um, so we're, you know, we're just chasing movement around when we don't have a stable platform to put it inside of.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that <laughs> makes it pretty tough to get any kind of uh, support <laughs> outside of that orthotic. So, do you do, um, like you know, sort of that hand plaster approach, or are you using these uh, gate scans, or what? What? Do, how do you uh, put those together?
1: Yeah, a bit of a mix. Um, I do tend to prefer hand casting still. Um, we you know at least with the hand cast, I then have full choice of materials for what I want to make the orthotic from, so I can either use you know dense foams or carbon fiber or plastics. so uh, you know I've got the options for whatever whatever I need to do. Um, we do use some digital capture as well. Um, my preference for digital is to make sure that it actually is taking a three d mold. Um, so we see a lot of the um, the scans, we're just a pressure platform. And doing that, I mean, we're measuring pressure, but we're not really getting captured the shape of the foot. and so we don't know how high that arch actually is or where we have the areas where we want to go higher or lower. Um, So if you're actually taking a 3D model, you know, as well as getting some pressure mapping detail, um, that's probably going to give you the the best result.
0: Yeah. And so, like, so would you say that, like, say the FootMax and orthotic group, is that more just a pressure platform then?
1: Um, From a lot of the ones I've seen in the past, it it has been there. Um, I think they always have different styles coming out. So some of them I may not be familiar with, so they, they could have some other things that work well, too. And, you know, for certain patients, those can work great as well. Um, so it, you know, really depends on what we're trying to treat with a foot for, you know, where we need to go with those ones. Um, but, you know, I think if we get, get somebody who's, you know, really severe pronator supinator, uh, there's there's foot issues, we're probably changing the shape and maybe going to a little bit deeper heel cup type orthotic. And that's normally where we do want to then for sure go to more of the, the hand cast style and, and change up our materials.
0: Yeah. Cause I just had a patient last week that, um, you know, he's been, he's, he's been going to a podiatrist for, uh, his, uh, his orthotics and, um, and it was interesting because he's just been really struggling with things, and I and I was gonna ask like, are there cases where you actually? I mean, because he had a very rigid orthotic. Is, I mean, is there a point where it's just too stiff, like where you can't actually get any of that that uh, movement and wind up through that midfoot?
1: For sure. Yeah. And, you know, some people too, you know, in theory that should work well for them, but some people just at the end of the day can't tolerate it. You know, it can cause other foot issues or, you know, anything up the chain too, the knee and the hip that can cause some trouble with. And so, you know, we always want to, you know, guide the foot as best as we can. Um, but yeah, you know, completely um, isolating the foot, not allowing any motion can often lead to other problems as well. So um, I do tend to lean more towards a really dense foam foot orthotics. Um, The nice thing about that then is we can still go really high in the arch. We can have deep heel cups to it. But there is that little bit of give still as well. And it's something that's very adjustable. Um, So some of the plastics, they can flex and that can be good. But it's tough to get that exactly how you want it. Whereas with the different foam densities, we can grind away. We can add more to it. And so we can make sure we get a good fit inside the shoe. Uh, But it also really, uh, really gives us the ability to kind of adapt how, how stiff that orthotic will be.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, in this in this uh, instance, I was like, I was trying to flex, and I'm like, there was literally no flex whatsoever. <laughs> and I was like, this might yeah. be a problem for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and some feet definitely need that. But, yeah, a lot of the time, it's, you know, it can be too much.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, question for you. How, how do you measure success then with, uh, you know, say for someone that has, uh, you know, a foot orthotic? Like, it, it, I mean, obviously, you know, we want to reduce whatever pain symptoms they have. But, I mean, what else are you looking for? In terms yeah of outcomes. That,
1: that's definitely a lot of it it's kind of that you know subjectively you know what they're what they're feeling what we changed um, i'll do a, a little bit of measuring in terms of their hind foot position to see what we've we've got from it um but a lot of it it does come down to you know what we're we're seeing visually and you know what we're looking for in terms of cues there um so we, we definitely want to make sure we're, we're keeping that hind foot more vertical and we're reducing that pronation but i don't want to completely eliminate it because that's the thing too you know pronation is good in terms of needing it for shock absorption so you like said the other foot thought it was too stiff you know the foot just can't then do its job in terms of uh changing position to, to meet different demands of, of what we're walking over
0: so how much do you collaborate with uh physiotherapists in terms of your your current practice is it i mean just curious
1: <laughs> yeah a fair bit um you know i think there is i always like to do more um and that's a lot of it because there's things that i do that I, I know if i'm giving a certain device to somebody um they're gonna get a lot more out of it if they can go back to physio and do some gait training or do some other strength training with it um you know i was treat the, the device I'm doing it's just a tool you know it's there to help but there's no replacement for strength and so I think things like that are, are definitely better suited with with physio um, for knees probably not quite as much but for some other devices we're definitely talking back and forth with physiotherapists a bit more uh, so some of our, our ankle foot orthosis or knee ankle foot orthosis braces too um, there's you know they're they're part of different treatment programs in different areas and so anytime we can have more of a collaborative approach it makes things so much easier for both us and for the patient.
0: So what do you what what do you wish you could see more of from the physios? That you've worked with or that that you know that you you could see in terms of uh you know your practice um
1: i think probably just a little bit more more communication and so that some of the physiotherapists are able to see what we can do um and you know know when to ask questions so they, they've got a patient embrace and they're they're unsure about how something's working or if it can be done better um just to have you know more exposure to it so they're able to know what possibly could be done and then you know be able to, to have that conversation to then then see what we can do to help that patient
0: And what do you feel like is the best way to approach that then? Because I'm just thinking of, you know, say a community physiotherapist that's uh – you know looking to maybe start to collaborate a little bit more with an orthotist uh, you know what what would you say is a good way to go about that I mean to actually just meet face-to-face uh, phone call what what uh, what works
1: yeah I think face-to-face can be great and you know, we'll have that occasion we'll have somebody come in and we just can kind of show them what we do um, and what options we have and so they, they get an idea of you know where we can start if there is a problem that we can try to solve and you kind of work together through it uh, and just kind of seeing our lab space too and seeing what actually goes into it and, and how things are made it does really change perspective on, on what the device can do
0: no that makes sense because i mean i think that's uh it's almost in our in our digital world it's like we almost lose some of that uh, physical face to face
1: (laughs) oh exactly yeah and you know we find it with i mean with some physicians too they just don't know what's available so patients come in and say i wish i knew about this a couple years ago but it's because they bumped into somebody else and found out about something so it's just having you know more idea of what's out there and to be able to get a chance to try it
0: Well, it's true. I mean, rather than it just being this haphazard, uh, oh, my friend told me this. Therefore, I, you know, found out it, as opposed to actually having, yeah, other healthcare professionals being able to be a little bit more directive in terms of uh, what would be a benefit. Oh, definitely. Hey, that's great. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's, those are all the questions that I had. So... uh we covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Kevin, yeah, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add or uh, share uh, with uh, the physiotherapy community, but...
1: Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, if you're, you're seeing patients and you think there might be an opportunity to brace or you have questions about some you're seeing on somebody, um, definitely just, you know, give the orthodist a call um, and, you know, talk through things because there's probably a, a definitely an area to have some, some collaborative approach to, to have a better outcome for the patient.
0: No, oh, for sure. Hey, well, thanks for uh, joining me on the show today. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Okay, take care.